Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has the vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus's table with no reservation needed. Hello, friends, and once again, I have some, I guess it's not good news. It's not bad news, though, either. Devin and I spoke the other night on the phone, and we are just having some difficulty arranging our schedules to where we can find some spare time, some just set aside some time, right, to uh, record our next podcast. And at the same time, we want to stay connected with you. And so I hope you listened to Devin's God Wink last week. She shared a great experience of of where God was basically communicating with her through the fog. I loved it. And so um, I just want to share a thought with you today, just to take a moment to let you guys know I was thinking of you and, and just encourage you a little bit. So I want to share something with you that's totally mundane, something that's kind of silly and not really overly spiritual, so to speak. About two months ago, I bit the bullet and I purchased a pair of hokas. And if you guys don't know what those are, they're like really nice tennis shoes. And I think I'm a little bit late to the party on this one because my niece and my nephew and all these people I know have been wearing them. And so anyways, I, I, regardless, I bought some, I'm so happy with my purchase. I mean, I am lucky because I work at a job where I can strap these beauties on every single morning and my feet just thank me all the way to work. But anyways, did you know that shoes are actually mentioned in the Bible? And I'm sure no one that's listening right now has ever done a Bible study on how often and in what context shoes are presented in scriptures, but shoes actually make the cut. Think about this. God tells Moses, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And then even in the New Testament, John the Baptist says that one is going to be coming, and he's referring to Jesus here, that one is going to be coming, and I'm not even worthy to tie his shoes. I mean, shoes are mundane. There's nothing really extra special about them, but they make it into the sacred text. They, they make it into history. So what about your shoes? What about your hokas? What about your Adidas, your Nikes, whatever? Are they becoming part of the sacred history, this beautiful tapestry that God weaves into human existence? And see, the reason I'm saying this is I think all too often what appears to us is something that's mundane or just routine It can actually be sacred. It can actually be holy. See, I think that part of this beautiful story of us loving God so much is that anything that we have or anything that we do can be holy, can be set apart. And I'm talking about me, just regular old me. Or what about you? Just regular old you. See, I think Jesus is wanting to remind us every day that there's some great spiritual power in the ordinary And I remember one of my spiritual mentors, Steve, told me one time that in the Hebrew writings that there's no word, by the way, for spiritual, because they thought all of life was spiritual. They thought that all of life was holy and sacred, that even the sacred and the holy and the beautiful was found in just everyday things. And I think all too often, as we live our daily lives, we think that to accomplish things for the kingdom of God, we have to kind of be extracted from where we are and maybe placed in a more holy environment, but that's not the case. I remember that Paul wrote in Colossians 3.17 that we are to let every detail in our lives, words, actions, whatever, be done in the name of Jesus, thanking him every step of the way. And I think that's a really fascinating view of reality, that doing laundry could be sacred, 
you might have a hard time buying that one, but you know, it's pretty mundane. What about drinking coffee? Drinking coffee can be sacred. Laughing and crying, those things can be sacred. Because it's whatever we do or say, Paul says. And by the way, if you're doing these sacred things, if, if you're calling Jesus like a part of your life, you have a relationship with him, and you're doing these sacred things, like you're remembering God and all that you do, that kind of makes you a minister. Uh, and I'm not kidding. I mean, I, I dare some of you call up someone that you know today and say, hey, did you know I'm a minister? I was thinking about this too the other day. I, I've, I spend so much time with my dad uh, since my mom passed. And when my dad entered into a relationship with Jesus, I mean, he got it really good. Like God really poured out a big bit of love into Roger. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I remember my dad who was working at Napa, just an auto parts store. I mean, my dad was just a parts man. And a lot of people might say that my dad was really nothing all that special. But I remember him telling me that right before he retired, he had grown so bold in his faith that these people that he had known for years that were his regular customers would come in and my dad could tell right away if something was wrong with them. And he would say, hey, you know, Joe or John or or whoever, like, what's what's going on? And they would share their stories with my dad. And my dad, my regular, old, mundane kind of father would say, hey, come around the counter here and let's just pray. It's amazing what God can do with just the ordinary and the regular. And Paul, when he talks about people being holy and set apart and even engaging in this active ministry. He never says that you've had to have been to seminary or memorized all the books of the Bible, or he certainly didn't say this is only for men. What, what? Paul says that this relationship with Jesus, it sets us apart. It makes us holy, makes us part of sacred history. And I know that some of you are saying, you know, Julie, I can't be a minister. I have a secular job. And I want to tell you something. Whether you're a secretary or you work in HR or you do research or you teach, I don't care what it is. When you entered into this relationship with Christ, when when you became friends with Jesus, that job that you go to, it was only secular until you got there. Our lives, our relationships, our hokas, these are not boring and they're certainly not irrelevant. And I think that until we get to the point where we see The ordinary is sacred. We'll never understand the kind of life that God has for us. So here's your challenge. Understand that God has called you to be exactly who you are. And he's put you exactly right now where you need to be. So let's do this. No more lip service. No more fear. No more waiting. I pray that God would give us each the courage to lead the charge and do the work of love and hope wherever he has placed us. Here's to holy hokas, my friends. And with that said, Devin and I hope to be back with you sometime soon when we can get our schedules kind of worked out. But on behalf of her, my dear sweet friend Devin and myself, here is to the good news. May we be it, may we seek it, and may we spread it. So pull up a seat, just a regular, ordinary kind of chair. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends.